The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. This hour, my guest is Alexis Eldridge, and we're going to be talking to Alexis about her new book entitled Conversations with Jesus, An Intimate Journey. Now, how does a Jewish woman from Brooklyn become best friends with Jesus? <laughs> now, what makes one person's experience of Jesus more important than another's? Does Jesus speak to people in the 21st century, or is his voice confined to the scriptures? Well, the truth is, there's no way to really answer those questions, definitely. The only approach, the only way to approach the information in uh, this book is to consider whether it is relevant to you, the reader, and whether it touches you and makes sense to you. My guest is Alexis Eldridge, and uh, she was born and raised in New York. She has a BA in psychology from Hunter College, CUNY, and a MS in education from Brooklyn College, CUNY. She worked for many years as a guidance counselor for special education children in elementary schools in Brooklyn and Manhattan, and has a psychotherapist and as a psychotherapist in private practice. Uh, she now works as an energy healer, intuitive, and an artist. She follows her spiritual path in partnership and communication with the spirit realm. And her website is www.conversationswithjesus.com. Alexis Eldridge, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob. Tell me, um, what was your inspiration for writing this book? Do you really talk to Jesus? <laughs> uh, yes, I've been talking to him for about 10 years. Uh, it's gotten much more clear and acute mm-hmm. in the in the last few years. Uh, the inspiration 
for a book has been inside me for, for a long time. And I've made attempts, but it wasn't until I met the publisher mm-hmm. for Conversations with God who learned of my friendship with Jesus, Jesus and encouraged that this book be written. How did you first start communicating with Jesus? Was it through prayer? Or through prayer? Was it through meditation? How did you do it? Yeah, neither one. Uh, he showed up in my artwork. And so the, the communication initially mm-hmm. was uh, less form, uh, you know, less voice, just uh, kind of knowing that he was there and wanting to spark a relationship. Uh, he then started showing up in my poetry. I would be writing about him as if I knew him. Mm-hmm. Having not gone to church or temple, I, I didn't know him. But yet, on some level, I did. Uh, in healing school, years later, when I resigned from the Board of Education in New York, mm-hmm. I, I knew I needed to do something else. Yeah. That's when our conversations really began. You him and I, being, I... I'm sorry, uh, go ahead, dear. You know, him being a healer, mm-hmm. and a Jewish healer, uh, in his time, made sense that he was showing up to me. It started to make sense. Alexis, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. ExoNation, my guest this hour is Alexis Eldridge. She's the author of Conversations with Jesus, an intimate journey, and her website is www.conversationwithjesus.com. That's conversationswithjesus.com. And Alexis and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And don't forget, our 2012 website is now up at www.exxon2012. That's 2012.com. My guest this hour is the author of Conversations with Jesus, an Intimate Journey. Her name is Alexis Eldridge, and her website is www.conversationswithjesus.com. How do you know and why should people believe you, Alexis, that you're, you're talking to Jesus? Well, people shouldn't. People should do what feels right to them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus advocates that in the book that people need to start trusting their own authority. So I would never say people should believe me. 
neither would he. Uh, my belief that mm-hmm. it is Jesus comes from years of being around this energy that says it's Jesus, and from trying to trust that journey myself. And there, there is one significant event that took place that started all of this, because I did not beckon him. He came to me and told me he was my guide. And I, I speak of that event in the book. Do you still communicate or do you still have conversations with Jesus? Oh, yes. We have conversations from, from me personally, which mm-hmm. is how this began. And we have conversations for our new book. We, uh, even though the book we're talking about is very new, we're working on our second book. So there are deliberate conversations for that as well. Why would Jesus want to speak to present-day humanity anyway? Like, we're screwed up. Well, that's why. You know, there's so much darkness on the planet. There's so many people not listening Mm -hmm. and on their purpose and in alignment and in their power. Because we've been kind of taught to go the opposite direction, to believe in these false authorities, to... Uh, look outside of ourselves to not understand we are divine as well. And hence all of this darkness. Mm-hmm. So, so he, he's here to promote the truth. How do you know that the energy that you're feeling and the energy that you believe to be Jesus is really Jesus? Yeah. Well, that, okay, so that's the same question. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what happened a few years back. Okay. When I was 33, mm-hmm. at the time I didn't realize how auspicious that was, I was at a non-denominational spiritual group. And the intent was to meet our guide. And I was expecting to see Buddha, because I'd been studying Dharma and loving it and mm-hmm. resonating with it. And Jesus showed up there on that mountaintop, quite literally, and told me he was my guide, and I was astounded. How did he appear to you? Did he just materialize out of nowhere? Well, again, it was a guided visualization, and he was a luminous and appeared and started speaking to me and letting me know that I needed to become full of myself. So I can do what I was meant to be doing. Now, when you say it was a guided meditation, what does that mean? What does that entail? Yeah, it was a guided visualization. It was a group led by uh, actually a counselor at a college. And with all different denominations sitting in this group, I mean, just practically speaking, it was a dark room with some candles. We're sitting in a circle. And he had us all kind of get to this relaxed state so we'd be more receptive, more open to hearing or seeing, sensing the Mm -hmm. truth of what the intention was for that evening. You know, Jesus also talks about that in the book, that there's certain preparation one is uh, encouraged to do so they can hear acutely, so they can sense more truth, you know. How do we... we how do you know it's how do you know it's really Jesus and not an alter ego within you that is 
getting this message into your into your into your being under the pretext of being Jesus? Well, you know, it could be. I'm not really invested, you know, uh, in it. Mm-hmm. it. It could be that, right? And yet, the way this appearance happened ten years ago in my art, and then right. in this group, and then throughout healing school, and it keeps showing up and identifying himself as Jesus. Why do you and think say, Jesus, Why do you think Jesus chose you to convey his messages? I. That answer keeps evolving over time as people ask me. And the thing is, I don't know if he didn't choose everybody. And, you know, some of us listen, mm-hmm. and some of us don't. And, and, and the way the planet is, as you said earlier, it's tragic. It up, sure. Happening. People he's seeing aren't listening. So I've cultivated myself so I can. How come Jesus has never appeared to the Pope? I'm sure the Pope has cultivated himself to visualize these visions as well. Do we know that he hasn't? Do we know that he has? I don't know. I don't hang out with the Pope. I don't keep up with mm-hmm. the Pope. I don't follow his doctrine. Why would it be that Jesus would appear to, to you, and please don't take this wrong, instead of a head of state like President Obama? Maybe he does. <laughs> you know, maybe he does, but Obama's got his own path. Hopefully he's in alignment with it, mm-hmm. you know, as being, you know, this military peace offer in, in a way, you know. And, and I've got my path, sure. which is that of artist, author, helping the planet awaken through these mediums. Okay, what do you think that... His most important message is in your book that we are all divinity, that we all have power, mm-hmm. that we are all godlike, and the, the the tremendous strength in that would turn the planet upside down to heaven on earth, what it is really meant to be. What did Jesus look like to you? Did he look like the Jesus that we see in in church? Uh, did he look like someone who was, you know, because I, I get very confused when I look at the pictures of Jesus in, in churches. We you know, he looks like a Caucasian, and we know for a fact that Jesus wasn't a Caucasian. You know, he was born in the Middle East, and yet none of the right. statues I've ever seen depict him as a person living in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate that question. So... There's two parts to this. Okay. Jesus, Jesus appears to me in a similar way that one would see him in stained glass, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. However, he has let it, let it be known to me and others that that's not what he looks like. He is luminous. He's uh-huh. energy. He doesn't have form at this time. So he shows up to people and how they can recognize him so he can commune with them. Gotcha. Now tell me, prior to prior to having conversations with Jesus, had you had conversations with anyone else? Had anyone else tried to come to you through your poetry and your art? So, when my father died, mm-hmm. only one person was allowed to go to the actual lowering of the casket into the ground because it was a snowstorm in New York. Oh heavens! I'm sorry. I I went. 
I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. So I started to hear at that time. I heard my father, and I just, it just felt real and organic. And, he, and so that was kind of the beginning of this, at least so that I can remember. You know, it might have started earlier. I was very insightful as a child. I was very tuned in to what people were feeling. It was just there for me. But I actually recall hearing another being at my dad's funeral. Does Jesus ever talk to you about his father, God? Um, he says that God, he calls God the creators, plural, mm-hmm. plural. and how that's, that's not necessarily his father. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he doesn't want it to be this patriarchal, one-dimensional entity. There's female energy, there's male energy involved. Um, he speaks of Joseph, you know, as the man who helped teach him how to become a man back when he was Yeshua ben Yosef, a.k.a. Jesus. That's in our book. But yet the Bible refers to God being Jesus' father. Yeah. So, so does that mean the Bible is wrong? Uh, according to what Jesus says in our book, uh, it is what I said. It is what I just told you, that what? there are creators, mm-hmm. and it's, it's this male-female energy, and that he's godlike, as we are godlike, mm-hmm. and that we are also children of these creators. We're a, flat, a family, a global family. You keep on saying our book. Why do you say our book instead of my book? Because it's not solely my book. He's my co-author. I'm his co-author. It's a, it's a conversation. I hear his part. I write it down for him because he doesn't have hands. Mm-hmm. And then there's my part where I ask questions or I comment because he's asked me to. All right, stand by. You and I have to take the news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation Nation, Alexis Eldridge is our guest. She is the co-author of Conversations with Jesus, an Intimate Journey, www.conversationswithjesus.com. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue here in the Exxon, www.exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, the new Exxon 2012 website is up www.xzone2 2012 2012.2012.com That's xzone2012.com We'll be back on the other side of the news break. Don't go away.
You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Sweetest apple on the tree I've got the notion to tell you about my history people I've got the notion to tell you about how I came up in the world yeah. Now look I used to go to school and act a clown and fool and I used to chase the ladies all around Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Drazen Premates are our guest for this hour. He is the president and CEO of CTP Energy Corporation and Club. His website, www.ctpenergy.com. All right, Drazen, give me some uh, examples of the research that you've done to prove that CTP Energy is real. Well, I described to you uh, a small experiment that I did uh, where I put a subject on one side, uh, in this case in Orlando, Mm -hmm. and my uh, receiving system, um, which amplifies this energy and detects it, was in uh, Kiev, about 10,000 kilometers away. I also wanted to be uh, some proportionality to speed of light, Mm -hmm. which is about 130th of a second or distance that a light will travel. And basically, I uh, took um, uh, uh, DNA, um, could be your, your nails, your skin, your hair, your, uh, of the same subject, uh, even uh, uh, some blood cells could be uh, utilized. And uh, such uh, physical cells of a physical pea body have C energy units behind it for that purpose. These energy units exist to create skin, to create nails, to create hair, to create whatever part of the organ, blood cell, etc. They're much, uh, they're weaker and uh, less strong than the C energy units of your C body, which generates the thought. Um, however, another part of this science that is important is this: when you think you are sending your thoughts out. That's why when somebody uh, calls you and you say, oh, wow, I just thought of you, Mm -hmm. they called you. They actually picked up your thought pattern, they left your C-body, landed on their uh, their C-body, and it works with a principle that's called groups, the energy frequency of GCF. So that each body, each C-body has its own unique signature GCF, no two alike. 
the CNH units of the cells remember the GCF of the hosts because they're constantly bombarded by the thought patterns or C energy coming out of the C body of the host. You're doing this to your body, I'm doing it to my body. Some of the cancers even come from the, from wrong C energy patterns embedded into the C energy units of your cells. So no matter what, I put these cells from several subjects to cross-reference and cross-verify 10,000 kilometers away into a system that can read the, essentially the changes in C energy content of such cells. On the center side, I also connected the, the, the subject, the brain, with the EEG machine that measures the actions of the brain, actual brain itself, and, and be able to generate the response of the curve that's coming out of the brain relative to the curve that's coming out of my receiving system in Kiev. And uh, the, these curves are all very similar. They're similar to EEG-type curves. And I've connected the two sides with, with, with synchronized uh, atomic clock that was synchronized to one millionth of a second. And what you find, what you find, and you, you can just simplify it by looking at the curves. Whatever graphs come out, whether it's on CRT or drawn graphs, you find out that the curve that relates to generation of a thought pattern and receipt, receipt, or receiving of that on the on the receiving side by your own cells, by your skin cells, etc., was instantaneous, where the uh, reaction of the brain and the brain cells took about 40,000 of such ticks before it generated exactly the same curve. And not only that, but only the cells that I had from, let's say, you, the particular subject, mm -hmm. reacted to the thought pattern in the spits exactly the same manner. The other ones did not react to it. And that's because the cells of the host recognize the changes of thought patterns coming from the sea body of the host. It, it sounds like what we're talking about is extrasensory perception. Yeah, but the word extra in terms of our P-science mm -hmm. is because we don't understand what's going on, so we add word extra. But what about the, what about, we, we about believe all the, it's outside of our brain? What about but that's all the work that's, we believe that our brain generates the thought? All right. What about all the work that's being done at Stanford University? Well, you know, I I understand the work that is being done by other parties, including U.S. and even in Russia, etc., is mm -hmm. still coming from uh, acceptance of the P science mainly. And there's lack of understanding or breakdown of the non-physical aspect of our, our cells or sea body yeah. and the fact that this energy exists behind everything else. It's not just us, everything else. No. So when you're lacking components, you can be getting results, but you don't know why you're getting them. All I, right, I, I, getting. Under, I understand you received all of your information about CTP energy when you were having an out-of-body experience. Well, there's a combination of knowledge and you would expect it if you can determine that your memories, there's 2 million out-of-body experiences or near-death experiences a year mm -hmm. in this country alone. They all have almost the same symptoms or memories. And the reason why they do is because the science of what happens to these 2 million people who have near-death experience is the same. So that is an interesting area to also utilize because it's relevant of your religious belief it comes out to be the same. So one, one, has to, one has to understand how this works before. And so what I'm trying to say is I, I've 
combine my knowledge between laboratory work and use of my sea body and ego mind memories. And now one of the biggest problems of having memory from out-of-body experiences or during your sleep and your C-body goes out of your P-body is memory that you can have when you come back. That memory has to be contained in this. I think we just lost Drazen Premate. Drazen, are you there? Hello, testing, one, two, three, are you there? I think his CTP kind of uh, acted up there. Hmm. I don't know about you, Exonation, but I'm having a bit of a problem understanding the principles of this. I'm having a problem understanding what the hell he's talking about. Just listen to this. This is the background that he sent us going back to November the 17th, 2005. Basic background on me is given at httpctpenergy.com management.htm. I get all of my information about CTP energy when I am out of my physical body and with my spiritual or sea body in sea domain. I have been over there 22,000 times with a clear and direct selective memory recall. Our higher or sea mind takes us over automatically as you leave your physical body. Our ego or P-mind tags along and here and there remembers stuff but mostly translates everything in terms of symbols of physical life that destroys direct memories of what we typically experience in the sea domain. We all end up there every single night during our sleep. I'm having a bit of problems giving this any credibility because here you've got a guy who obviously believes what he is into. Apparently he's got a security. Let me see. Uh, I also have a new website, blah, 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 blah. NEC has received high-quality security made of bonds and life insurance companies from Tack and Company for $30 million that guarantees 100% of the principal invested and offers 8 to 12% interest return from security portfolio to investor. Now, if you were a company and you were gauging or going to invest in a person, their idea, how sure would you feel that your money is in a solid investment if you found out that all the information that this party, in this in this case, uh, Drazen Premate, received the information when he was out of his physical body and with his spiritual or sea body in sea domain. I certainly wouldn't want to invest any money in that company. None whatsoever. Um... Something else that I found very interesting is that he claims that he has the exact science how UFOs travel and get here instantaneously, and he claims it's based on CTP, energy science rules. I don't think so. I asked him during the commercial break if he had ever had any of his work published, and he said no because of the amount of money it it would cost. Well, you know what? My way of thinking is that if you have this information, if you have this proof, if you can prove it to other members of the scientific community or other physicists, that investing the money into getting these articles published would bring you all the money that you would need in order to prove your, 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 your theories. He says that the scientific community does not listen to him, does not believe in what he is doing. 
And yet, he's got apparently people who want to invest $30 million in this. Are they nuts? What I what is in their drinking water over there? Um it's uh it's it's very hard to understand where he's coming from. I, I still have no idea what the hell he was talking about. I asked him during the news break to slow down to to give people a method, an example that they could understand. And then he basically told me that, you know what? He is 50 years ahead of us, that we cannot understand what he's talking about or where he's coming from. I'm sorry, I don't buy anything that this guy has said over the last uh, 40 minutes. I did not disconnect his call. Craig did not disconnect his call. I think that I was turning up the heat and he disconnected the call because my next question to him was, why haven't any of your articles been published? If he has been working on this for as many years as he says, then, you know what, he would have answered that that he would have had his articles published. But to date, he has no articles published. And yet, according to him, $30 million that guarantees 100% of the principal invested and offers 8 to 12% interest return from security portfolio to investor. Uh, let me see. We have also we also keep 35% of the money in a security account, but NEC will get 65% of the capital. Rahim, who runs TAC, is originally from South Africa. And here's more information on him, and he gave us that information. Uh, but you know what? He gave it to us on a linked.com site. Not a website, but a linked.com. Uh, he gets, uh, I can get similar security for CTB Energy Corporation now. Uh, once again, he got this information while he was having an out-of-body experience. Uh-huh. And then he says, uh, let me see, this is a, this is a, this is a rather interesting statement. I need more C-Energy amplification and power in different configuration than trees, but principles remain the same. I know today of all CTP energy science how to do this. In not-too-distant future, I will connect us with other civilizations. I have also exact science how UFOs travel and get here instantaneously. And it is based on CTP energy science rules. Yeah, I bet you it is. Uh-huh. Got to watch those wild mushrooms, everybody, because they give you some strange trips. Either that or dropping acid, who knows. But I don't believe him. Uh, I found a little note in the file that we had from the last time he was on. It says, uh, can't understand a word he's saying would not suggest rebooking. Well, you know what? Note fell through the cracks, but hey. He came on. I, I told him that I wanted him to explain it in terms that people could understand. And basically he said, hey, you know what? He's far ahead of us and that he, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't really care that we don't understand, which defeats the entire purpose of having a radio interview. The guy makes no sense. If he's made sense to you, send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. And I'd also like to hear comments pro or con about what he's been saying. Do you believe him? Is it fact or is it fiction? Well, you know what? I think it's a lot of BS. 
I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. We'll be doing an update on the situation in Japan as the Exxon returns, live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell. The website is www.exxonradiotv.com. And don't forget, our 2012 website is up and running at www.exxon2012.com. Ocean to tell you about my history, people. I've got the notion to tell you about how I came up in the world. Yeah. Now, look, I used to go to school and act a clown and fool, and I used to chase the ladies all around. Nation, uh, our guest this hour is Alexis Eldridge. She is the author or co-author of Conversations with Jesus, an intimate journey. Her website is www.conversationswithjesus.com. What have you learned about Mary since your friendship with Jesus began? Which Mary? I'm talking about his mom. <laughs> I have become very well acquainted with her. She's a beautiful, beautiful energy. Uh, what he talks about in the book is that she actually came back down mm-hmm. and reincarnated as Mother Teresa. So that was uh, astonishing, and I learned about that as I was writing. So as it appears in the book, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I was learning about it at that moment. So, so let me get this straight. Mary, the mother of Jesus, came back reincarnated as Mother Teresa. That's the information that's in the book, yes. Okay. Uh, What is his perspective on the idea of sin, and where would he like to be in people's lives today? Okay. So, sin only came up once in the book, and he talked about that as, the time when we move away from our heart, from our God, from our God self, when we move away from our essence, he likens that to a sin. So there's no judgment involved. There's none of this other drama and darkness around it like we've been taught. And as far as how he would like to be perceived in the world and at this time, as a mentor as a friend-in-waiting, as a non-denominational spirit guide whose, whose own destiny is to spread his love and care through his enormous heart that is available for everyone. All right. Uh, 
when is he going to make the second coming? Has he given you any idea when he's going to show the world during the second coming of Christ that we've read about in the Bible? So I never read the Bible. You, wait, and... a, wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. Yeah. You, you, you've written a book about conversations with Jesus, but you've never read the Bible. Right. So how do you know the information you're getting is accurate if you haven't done any research? This is not about research. This is about a being coming to me and asking me to do work for him. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. Oh, boy. And this, okay. is, about, this is about trusting, and that's what our lives are hugely about. But you're trusting an entity, a, a message, and you're expecting people to trust what you're writing. I'm not expecting anything. I'm doing... Oh, what a nutcase this one is. I, I'm sorry, I cut her off. I could just couldn't take it anymore. All right, she writes a book about conversations with Jesus that she gives credit to the other half of the book to Jesus, and she's never read the Bible. Don't waste your time going to her website, ExoNation. Don't waste your time even reading her book. Talk about wasting your time. I just wasted an hour of your time. No, I didn't. We exposed somebody. That's right. We exposed something as, uh, somebody, as Craig said. And all I can say to this entire... This entire interview is, you know what, Exxon? Another one bites the dust. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Craig just said we should put her on the Exxon order of woo-woos. You know what? Craig, I think I will. We'll be back, Exxon Nation. Don't go away. (laughs) 